Welcome to Lunch Session. We have the beginning of everyone that's hit cast. This is your host, Bryce Allen, and today I am joined by Ryan Skelly. Now, if you're unfamiliar with who Ryan Skelly is, you can go over to our YouTube page where we have all the previous podcasts uploaded and ready to view. You just type in his name, Ryan Skelly, and it should lead you to the episodes. But as a quick uh, summary, he is a competitive bodybuilder. He is a strength coach, and he also uh, profess he's a teacher, and he also coaches kids in, in uh, base sports. Uh, I have to clarify that with him next time, but I'm sure his long list of credentials already lets you know this man knows what he's talking about when it comes to diet and nutrition. So before we get into what the episode is about, I have a couple of announcements. If you're watching this on YouTube, I have some news. We are now on iTunes. We are also now on SoundCloud. So if that is your preferred platform, it will not hurt my feelings one bit because I will be over there interacting with you guys as much as humanly possible by just one person. So <clears throat> go ahead and follow us on the appropriate platform of your choosing and that's nothing but good. So if you have a YouTube account and you prefer to watch it on YouTube, Cool, but you could go ahead and toss us like a little, you know, follow over on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud just to kind of, uh, first and foremost, boost my already fragile ego. Secondly, uh, make it so that the owner sees that we have a lot of followers and he's like, good job, we're going to keep this going. So, very important to get his approval because he already pretty much uh, makes me work and uh, he beats me and he puts me in the corner and he tells me I must do things. And that's why there's only one person running this YouTube channel. Help. So, <clears throat> long story short, we're on multiple platforms now. So, um, if you're interested in that, you know where to go. I'll have it linked in the description box below in this YouTube, on YouTube. And I will have in the description box below on the other platforms where to find our YouTube channel. So, in this episode, I'm joined by Ryan Skelly. Today... Uh, we might make some people mad because we are covering diets that we believe should go in the grave. So um, diets or fitness trends that should go in the grave. Now, I know we cover a little bit of that. We were both short on time. We also uh, cover what has worked well for us, what we have tried, um, what seems to agree with our personal, like our personal bodies, uh, as well as uh, some information in there about uh, contest prep and just being lean in general. Also, for those of you who say you're 7% on Instagram, hashtag gains, stop. If you're not contest lean, nobody cares. But that's just a public service announcement. So, now on to what's going, over, what's going on over on the business side of chaos and pain. So, for those of you who are unaware, we do sell dietary supplements. We always say, you know, train if your training is in order and your diet is in order and you have a little bit of a knowledge base on what to do, supplements can, of course, uh, highlight your already fantastic results from those things. So with that being said, we do have a product that I am super proud and excited and all that jazz to announce. So, 
Agro, which has been a fan favorite of ours for a long time, it is available available for pre-order, the new formulation of Agro. So if you have not tried Agro and you wish to take advantage of the sale we have going on right now, because sometimes we're a small supplement company, so sometimes we do have stock issues. So if you'd like to be first in line to get your Agro as soon as it releases, uh, by the way, this is a little bit of an experiment, so if it goes well, we'll do it again with other products. If it doesn't go well, you can literally give us the middle finger by telling us, don't do that. Uh, so yeah, that aside, uh, Agro is now currently on pre-sale. We also have a 33-0, that's right, large 30% off discount code to go with uh, the Agro pre-sale. So, 30% off of absolutely everything in the store for this Memorial Day weekend. Plus, our reward system is live, so you get points by spending money. Uh, if you're already spending with us, it's just an extra little icing on the, on the cake. Plus, we have the wheel that is actually now functional, so you can have, you can have a chance to win you know, a free shirt or a large discount code. The wheel can be found in, on the side of our website click it, get your free gift, spin, gamble. Um, if you have a problem with gambling, don't do that. We, 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 you should seek help. But if you don't, like, yeah. I know, I know many of you are sitting out there on your fucking mobile games, with your fucking slots, and your poker, and I know you. This is the perfect wheel for you. But that aside... Uh, we also have one more very important thing that I have to announce and if you're seeing on the YouTube video that the white balance is a little bit off that's because I did have to cheat and look in my email to see what exactly was going on but I knew that it was important so in honor of the Army Rangers we are doing donations this weekend uh, of course, it is going to be a percentage of the amount of sale. So we've always been that those guys to donate to the Army or uh, military, uh, firefighters, all that stuff. We do this every year if you're unfamiliar with us. So if you want to show your support in that way, uh, because it's going towards a good cause, large discount code, all that jazz should equate to an order for most people. And we just want to thank you guys again for making this podcast possible. Thank you again for making it possible for us to lift things and uh, formulate products and me to do this podcast and all that jazz. It really does mean a lot. Thank you for your support. And this has been long enough. Slow intro section. So enjoy the show. All right. Okay. And we're live apparently because my program froze. And now I see the red recording button. So, <clears throat> welcome to the newest Cast. I'm your host, Bryce Allen. If you're listening to this audio only, you can be spared with how uh, absolutely shaggy I look. Speaking of which, you took time away from getting a haircut in order to do this. So I'd like to thank you uh, publicly, yeah. as if that means anything. But, um, in this episode, we are going to go over a few different things. First and foremost, um, we had mentioned in the last episode, so if you have not watched that, by the way, fantastic episode for us. Did you know that it got demonetized? Yeah, I remember you told me that. Yeah. yeah. Because we used 
body positivity, uh, uh, plus size and all that stuff. Like I did all the great <laughs> tags in order yeah. to get all the right people watching. By the way, high like to dislike ratio, so people actually do like it. Also, has a high view count for us, so we usually average out at about 150 views per episode. That actually almost has 200 episodes. There are 200 views right now, so that's pretty good for a small uh, strength and conditioning and whatever podcast. And people um, like controversy, so. Speaking of which, let's jump right in. What diets? Uh, first, first and foremost, let's go over this because I think this is more of an interesting question. If you had to say your diet is one thing in particular, like if it's macro-based, if it's calorie-based, if it's keto-based, if it's all that stuff, what does your day of eating look like? For me personally? For you personally. Um, I mean, I've tried and I've kind of recently noticed because of not being able to work out and stuff like that. Um, I was doing, you know, very low carb or, you know, some days no carbs and my physique actually kind of looked a lot. It looked worse because I was always flat. I was, you know, minimal vascularity um, and just not full with being taller, being 6'4". So recently I've gone, I was kind of going like no carb, a no carb all day type of deal. Yeah. And just like a shitload of carbs before I work out maybe a little intro and then post. Um, I found with that, the only benefit is I was very carb sensitive. So I would eat that pre-workout meal and like I would start sweating a little bit. My body temp would go up. But then I also did feel like I kind of would crash a little because I didn't have carbs all day. But then I would try to have a good amount and like the, the insulin spike, blood sugar goes up and then I would almost like get tired before going to the gym. Um, but I've, I've been going more pretty much now the last few days. I've gotten more strict into, like, carbs in every meal. So, like, when I wake up, for example, I'll do, like, a cup of egg whites, scoop of vanilla protein. I'll do berries, like a half a banana, and then, like, a cup of oats. And then I'll usually do, like, a bagel. And then the next meal, I'll just have maybe a cup of rice or half or maybe – Six ounces of potato, not a lot of carbs for me. You know, right around 50 or so, right. um, maybe a little less. And that third meal, I'll still have around maybe 100 carbs. Then pre-workout is more, post-workout is more. And I'm trying to get in like six meals a day, two of those being shakes, uh, three if I have to because of time. Um, and if, if, you know, I have it or not. But for me personally, I need to, to keep carbs in. And my physique, I'll actually look and get leaner with keeping carbs in. When I really cut the carbs out, um, my physique just starts to kind of just deflate, which, I mean, for most people it does. Right. Um, especially, you probably know too, being taller and bigger. When I do cut them out, you don't look as good, but when you have them, you get this, like, I will say when I was doing the carbs only pretty much pre-workout, post-workout, my pumps were phenomenal. I mean, it was crazy how much I reacted to it. Right. Um, but as a whole, my appetite would go down. You know, I've noticed when I keep the carbs in, I'm getting hungrier more frequently, and that's how my body responds to it. As where once I take those carbs out, my body was pretty good with not getting hungry. And yeah. then I was not, wasn't trying to lose weight. 
and like I wasn't hungry, so I was like, well, you know what, screw this. I need to get my appetite back up. Now that I'm settling in a new house, um, health is good. Uh, the coach and I do, baseball's kind of winding down. I'm like, okay, it's time to ramp it up again. Um, we finally joined the gym. Like I haven't, I lived it once in probably the last two weeks just because we were, I mean, life. I mean, fuck, the gym's always going to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just doing stuff with the house and everything, but now we're settled, and I'm like, okay, we've, i got a grill. I've been growing like a boss pretty much. You've probably seen on my Instagram. Growing out probably every day. Um, And that's a lot more convenient too. I can get chicken. I can get steak in, the potatoes. So then it makes the food taste a lot better, which makes it easier. My fiance, she doesn't like chicken baked. She will not eat it. Well, she did when we had a apartment. But now we grill everything. And it makes it easier to eat the food when it tastes good. Um, So, yeah, I kind of... I pretty much always have to have carbs in, unless I do try a hard cut. Um, but even then, even when I would diet for a show, I never would go a no-carb day unless I was depleting a few days out. I I always was no less than 300 carbs a day um, just because of my lifestyle. And I, and I tried that too where with going to no carbs until pre-workout, if I didn't, I noticed like just doing studies, if I didn't keep my fats up, I would feel then start to feel pretty run down and tired after like two days of doing it, right. three days of doing it. So like if I didn't have you know almonds, MCT oil, even like natural peanut butter, peanut butter, uh, whatever fats you want to use, um, if those weren't up with my cars being low, I would start to feel pretty pretty shitty and just kind of mentally not be as sharp. So yeah. Um, and that's you just gotta listen to your body. I mean, that's what coaches are great for, um, because they can give you the outside look. I know I'm not as dialed in as hard as I need to be, but I'm getting there. But uh, I've learned that over time, my body that I, I need carbs. When I pull them out, um, it's just not. I'm not trying to cut. Yeah. And even then, so it, your diet it just slows my metabolism down a lot. So your diet consists of, you know, high. What's your protein at, by the way? Because I'm always interested about protein when it comes to competitors, because you'll find that a lot of top end guys usually end up uh, having uh, a moderate to low ish protein compared to the other macronutrients, especially in in, in the bulking uh, lifestyle, the the weight gain lifestyle. So, yeah. where's your protein set at? I mean, I pretty much am about. <laughs> Anywhere from like six and a half to seven ounces of uh, meat cooked, obviously. So, depending on there, you're probably that's you're looking around like probably 50 grams of protein um, per meal, give or take. So, um, if I do six meals a day, if I miss one, I'm about 300 grams of protein, 250 to 300. So, just I weigh 250 in the morning, so I'm just over a gram per pound. Um, I don't think taking it over 300 to 350 is really that beneficial. I think the higher that protein gets, like the more you're straining your kidneys, it's a lot harder. It's harder on your GI tract. Um, uh, I would much rather just increase my carbs and my fats. It's easier to get down carbs and fats than it is to eat two more ounces of chicken or steak or beef every meal. You know, you know, that's that's what I was gonna that's what I was gonna say too, because there are guys that are voracious eaters out there. 
these are the guys that are at the top end of the top end of the bodybuilding world because that's that's the scene that we're into, right? We're not into the powerlifting mm-hmm. and everything, although we will talk about other strength sports in regards to diet here in a bit. But um, you will notice that a lot of the guys have these carb-rich diets and these fat-rich diets because, I don't know about you, but you know I can eat 10 pancakes or something like that, but I couldn't down 100 egg whites. You know, no. or I couldn't no. down, you know, 50, uh, chicken breast or whatever. Like, I know that's you know, way over the top, but, uh, right. but it's just one of those things where it's, 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 you know, it's, it's too satiating. It's, uh, it's too, I don't know, man. It just doesn't hit all the, the bells and whistles that make me want to eat more. But, uh, I did want to kind of get a uh, feel for your diet because me myself, you know, I, I talk about this almost ad nauseum. Uh, when it comes to uh, the fact that I calorie count, so I do the whole you know bean counting numbers. I know it's not for everybody. Relax. This is just from my experience. I also do macro counting, which is something I've done for basically ever. So my diet right now to lose weight at 258 pounds, right? I am doing my four days a week, right? Training, hard training. Uh, 3,200 calories, right? I have a little bit less muscle mass than you do. Um, so I'm, and we're about the same height, by the way. Uh, but um, I have, I, I'm complete agreement with you, by the way, because whenever I try and tank carbs, because it seems to work for everybody. That's what you hear about. You're like, everybody's like, you should cut carbs, carbs make you fat, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but, you know, for me, it has more to do with energy than anything else. Because at a certain point, you know, there are people that do pretty well on keto, right? We've seen all these keto life guys before, right? I mean, you probably know a few being in a competitor circle. Yeah. And it's yeah. It, the problem with that, too, is like that's not obtainable. Like, that's it, it's very few people can make that a lifestyle, the keto. Um, it does have a lot of great health benefits, but it's almost just not realistic, you know? And, and not everyone, I've done it. I've tried the keto thing, and I felt good for a week or two, but then, I mean, just for my physique-wise, like, my strength went down, um, and I just started not to look good. I didn't look full at all. Not that I'm full yeah. as it is, but, I mean, no vascularity. I mean, I had people recently, the last probably week or so, like, man, you're looking more vascular. You know, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm eating carbs, and it's getting warmer outside. I mean, literally, because... of their head and go, what? Yeah, um, like, well, because when I don't have them, yeah. uh, it just doesn't, my body, I don't process well without them. Yeah. Um, and it, that depends, too, on your lifestyle, your size. I mean, obviously, being like both of us being taller and stuff, we can obviously handle more carbs than someone that's 5'5", five five, right. you know. Um, and like, it just depends on your amount of muscle mass, your activity level, how long you've been dieting. Obviously, right. when I first started this, you know, I got down to maybe 2,500 calories my first show. Now, if I were to do that, holy shit. Like, there's no way. But, like, the lowest I get now if I diet is, like, 3,200. But I built yeah. up to that where I wasn't eating 1,000 carbs a day before, you know, to, to put on weight. As we're now, like, I have to. And when I diet down, I get to maybe as low as 300 a day. Yeah. But I still feel like shit. It's just how my body, you know, you train your body enough to get in this rhythm in your metabolism where I've noticed when I do have carbs all the time too, like I'm always 
warm, which I don't like. But that lets my body know, like a furnace, like I'm burning. Yeah. As were when those cars were low, like I always felt like I never, I wasn't sweating when I was working out. You know, little stuff that people don't pay attention to. Did you ever count macros, or or do you think? Yeah, well, that? yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say that when you mentioned that when I first started, when I got out of playing pro ball and my first few shows, I did the the if it fits your macros. Yeah. Um, I did the macro counting, and I use healthy foods. I wasn't eating, you know, shit. I probably healthier then, probably healthier then than I do now. But I also didn't have a good lifestyle. Like I look back just to two years ago, and I was like, God, my life kind of sucked. Like if I eat like within a certain time of those two three hours, I was like, fuck, you know, like lose my mind. Now I'm like, ah, I mean, I'm like, eh. I'm not doing a show. It's not the end of the world if I eat an hour later or like get this done first. But yeah, when I did it, I found it to be rather difficult in the regards. It felt very tedious in like having to look up the nutrition facts every time, put it in my fitness pal or whatever. Um, it's good. I think it's great to teach people, you know, when they first start out how to how to count calories, how to know what portion sizes and stuff like that. Um, but it felt like so much work to where it was like when I was packing my meals, like, okay, you know, I end up I end up pretty much eating the same stuff a lot because it was a convenience thing at that point. You know, but I've done it. I agree with it. I think it does work. Um, I think you can get shredded with it um, if you're choosing the right carb sources, you know. Right. Um, but I think it's, you know, I, I think there's two different approaches to it. Some people, when I help people, they want macros per meal. So 40 grams of protein, 30 carbs, 10 fat, whatever. Right. Other people, they just count the calories and they might have, um, they might think it's okay to have a meal of just protein and then the next meal just carbs. And as long as you hit your calories that day, I'm good. That will... I feel that will work to a certain extent. But at some point, you've got to incorporate, when you get to a certain level, nutrient timing. Like, let's, when are you having this that real quick? Because okay. first and foremost, so now we have a little bit of an idea of what your diet is, okay? Mm-hmm. That's, that's important for what we're about to move on to. So your diet is all about uh, getting in healthy foods somewhat, right? Yep. Um, Having, having, making sure that there's a specific uh, or, or uh, somewhat ballparked macronutrient uh, uh, number that you hit. For example, 50 grams of protein, this, and this, this much carbs, this much fats, right? Kind of a, a variety plate, you know, of macronutrients and, and foods. And that's kind of what mine uh, kind of lines up with too. But... Um, I did want to ask you because both you and I have experience when it comes to dieting. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I mean, you've been through how many times getting lean? Uh, shit, I think I've done around seven, 15, 17 shows maybe. Yeah. Um, so that means you've gotten physique. in shape at least 15 times. Yeah, I've never done a show where I wasn't in shape. Yeah. It's pretty hard for me to get out of shape, but yeah. Well, you know, people who usually don't get into any sort of shape end up not competing again because they get so uh, wrecked. 
Uh, yeah. Hold on just a second. We're going to do this live. Hey, can I call you back We're on the podcast right now? Talk live. All right, man. Talk to you later. Peace. That was Wayne Wait. bothering the <laughs> shit out of me. Uh, anyway, but um, any any who's. So let's move over because we both have experience with diets. Let's move over to um, diets that we've tried that we had some good results with, but we just don't do anymore. Right. So what is it? What is a style of eating that you tried were successful with but for whatever reason didn't end up being what you go with in the long term um uh it's hard to say i mean i thought the keto worked well in regards to like my energy and mental focus being good as long as the, the fat was at that very very high level but long term there was no way i could maintain it you know um it's just, it's very, very stringent, and you can't, you literally then have to take your food everywhere. Like, you don't, there's no option if you're out somewhere to get something, because you can only have, you know, no more than, what the hell is it, 30 trace cars a day, you know, so from veggies and stuff, so, um... Can't go after that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, and if you do, like, you're getting a steak, and that's it. Like, yeah. you nothing else. Um... So I think that was very hard in regards to it's not going to be a lifestyle. That's a, a fad, a short thing, which it got super popular, and you, you can already see it dying down again. Like for the last maybe year, maybe six months, it blew up, but then you're not seeing as much about the the keto diet in the last probably a few weeks. I think it's really going back down. Um, I have a theory behind that, though. I think that whenever the keto diet became popular and then the carnivore diet became popular – Mm -hmm. uh, people started looking at uh, Dr. Sean Baker's um, research on the carnivore diet and finding out that things don't necessarily don't necessarily line up always with the research that he cites and all the positive benefits that he cites, right? Yeah. Uh, because I don't know if any anybody who's tried the carnivore diet and you like it and you're sticking with it and you've made it a lifestyle, fantastic. You do you, boo. But um, there are a ton of people that have had bad results from the carnivore diet. And I think because of that, this is just my theory, because of that, along with Stan Efforting coming into the, the mix and popping vertical. up the vertical diet, yep. that I think there was just this back and forth between which one was better. Carnivore, vertical diet, that, intermittent fasting, you know where people, I think, got overwhelmed and they're like, eh. So, like, you're, we're seeing this weird trend right now where all diet uh, fads are kind of keeping their same momentum but kind of puttering out. It's kind of weird. Right. Like, this has never happened before, but there's, like, four popular things that are out right now. So, yes, the intermittent fasting is huge. You right, know, people right. are doing the whole, you know, going, whatever it is, you know, they might eat at 8 o'clock at night, they don't eat again until... Three in the afternoon, and they get or two, and they get like this eight-hour window to eat whatever the hell they want. Um, there are, I mean, it's good for your GI tract and stuff. But if in those six hours or whatever, eight hours, you eat shit food, how are you helping your GI tract? Yeah, like you're you're not. I mean, you still have to eat, you know, healthy with that. And I can tell you right now that there's no, well, I shouldn't say that. 
I've done it, but I just took stimulants to keep me going. Um, eventually, the hunger will subside, but I think the intermittent fasting is is it's very hard to do if you are trying to get some size on you, increase your strength. If you are trying to lose weight um, and you don't like eating, then it does work. Um, I just know for me personally, I've tried it and I was like, no way. Because now I can't even get enough food in in that short amount of time. And then it just got my metabolism just, then at the point I got, I wasn't hungry. And then I could just go. Yeah. Um, and then eventually it would just get more of a mental fog on me. And, and you know, like I said, I could do it for a couple of days. But to do it, the only way I've done it where I think I could maintain it so if I ate at 8 o'clock at night and I just did a shorter fast of maybe I don't eat again until like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock the next day. Like a, a 12, 14 hour because you're going to sleep for eight of those. You know, I could do that. There's people who are, you know, two or three day fast or, you know, 24 hours. Like and they're doing that, that not monitored by a doctor too. I right. Mean, that's I had my, uh, that I have a problem with. Yeah, and when I've had my colonoscopy for my iron issue, like I couldn't eat for a day. Just clear liquids, and I'm like, oh, this isn't bad. Yeah, I was just taking. I had some of the genius. I was taking a little bit of pre-workout, just caffeine. But by like three o'clock, I was like, holy shit! Like, I didn't feel tired. I just felt just spacey, you know. Um, and I was like, there's no way I could keep functioning how I need to. Um, if I think if, it all depends too on your lifestyle. If you don't have an active lifestyle where you're on your feet all the time and working stuff, then you can go with hours without food. But if you're moving around and stuff and you're not eating for God knows how long, you're going to get lightheaded. I mean, I've gotten to where I got felt nauseous. You know, um, it, it depends on the person too and how active you are during the day with your job or whatever you do. Yeah. You know, um, but I think intermittent fasting is it's good. I see, I can see where. I've had some clients do it for a few weeks um, just to kind of reset things. Um, I think the the flexible dieting, I can't say I disagree with it. I think it's tremendous if people, they want to lose weight. But I think to get to that that, that shredded look, really shredded, um, you know, I don't think the, I think the flexible dieting is hard. But, but then when you think about it, like when I give my clients a plan, I give them an exact meal. Right, but then I also have all the macros down for protein, carbon, fat per per food per meal, so it still gives them the opportunity to switch out foods if they would like to yeah. for a meal. But I tell them, okay, so maybe instead of rice, you have potato. That's okay. Or instead of potato, you have maybe a little bit of of pasta with like a low calorie sauce. That's okay to keep your sanity. You're not prepping for a show. I, however, do not believe for any of those bikini girls dieting off of 1,500 calories or whatever that flexible dieting, I'm talking about fitting in Oreos and 1,500 calories. is the No, that's what I was going to say. Like, doing, having, taking that rice out and doing, yeah. right, and even and having the ice cream instead, like, no, now you're talking about sugar, you're talking extra fats, you're not looking at just carbs. Um, so, no, I, I don't, when people do that shit, I'm like, no, I don't agree with that at all. Uh, but I have no problem. I wouldn't really call it flexible dieting if you're following a strict meal plan and you just have a potato instead of rice. I don't think that's – I would just call that a basic <laughs> diet, that's, a bro diet. Yeah, that's that's just – I mean, that's just uh, 
cutting the shit. I'm uh, cleaning it up. That's right. You know, I forget what it's called, but uh, there's this something I was going to steal from somebody, but I've completely brain fogged on that one. But uh, no, that wouldn't be considered flexible dieting. I mean, no. it, it allows you to satisfy potentially, you know, because uh, something you'll notice too whenever you're dieting, and I mean losing weight, I'm talking about losing percentages of body fat, right? You will notice that your taste buds will kind of change with that sometimes in order to, you know, because I don't care who you are, whenever you're like, you know, uh, below 10%, right, for men, uh, below whatever percent for women, uh, Man, I need to brush up on that. But, um, yeah, once you're below 10% for men, everything tastes good. Like, er everything you put in your mouth. Or, on the opposite yep. end, you start to develop these really strong cravings towards a certain thing that you have either a nostalgia for or you like a lot at one point. I mean, it's the, the defense mechanism against losing weight is not just stopping losing weight. It's, it's a... It's a it's a blight on your mind. It's a blight on your body. You know, uh, you know, it, it just, it attacks you from all sorts of different angles and taste buds is one. I know that I used to get, I, I was so tired of asparagus because I had eaten it till I was blue in the face. Like it was, it was, it was something that I ate for like six months straight. Right. So your pee smelled all the time. Uh, yeah. Like, and the farts were horrendous. More than they already were, but uh, and then when I started dieting, and I I'm, I went from 280 when I came back from Austin, which by the way, mind you, some of that was water weight. Calm down. Um, I went and binged like for a week. It was beautiful before I started competing, uh, before I started getting ready for competing. Because now I'm starting to get ready for my 2022 debut for show, but. Um, but I, I, I did that. I came back 280. I, now I'm down to 258. And now I'm starting to crave asparagus. It's like, what the hell? Okay, fine. Like, and, and, food, and smells drive me crazy. So. Yeah, when I'm dieting, I can smell food from a mile away. It's weird. But what? exactly what you say. When I'm dieting, like, fish, rice, mustard, and broccoli sounds good. Because you just get so hungry, you just want food. But when you're not to that level, you're like, oh, God, I don't want to fucking eat that. I'm going to try to have a sub or, or pizza or these cookies instead of eating. And it, it has to do with your mind. Like, you're, at that point, your body is just craving food for fuel. Like, I would be so lean when I would eat. It's like I feel like I had an energy drink because I literally get, like, instant energy. Yeah. And, like, I would feel like, okay, let's go. As we're until I ate, I was like, oh, like lethargic, tired, and I would eat, and it was just like, I got, I literally would feel like awake and better. Yeah. Um, well, you know, so, one, of my, yeah. one of my buddies that's a uh, competitor in the 212 division, he actually is doing his coaching thing now, and he did some research on this. So apparently, uh, one of your body's defense mechanisms from starving is to literally turn your taste buds up to 100. Basically, uh, because it makes everything taste good because you need food. You need energy. Right. Right? Right. So especially when you're down because I think he went in on a DEXA scan at like 5%. You know, and DEXA scans are a little weird. Um, the lowest I got on the DEXA was like 5, was it 5, 3? Yeah. And I, but what's crazy is 
that was maybe two years ago. When I switched over to a new coach, I got like a five, five three, five four. But what's crazy is the year before I was way more shredded. Yeah, I'm talking like a month out. I had veins just all through my core. Like my lats were striated and feathered. I would have loved. I felt oh, like a no. bag. Of, I felt like a bag of shit. Like I literally. I I mean, I felt terrible all the time. I would have hurt before I got out of bed, but I was more shredded then. I would have loved. I had to be under five because I was. If I was that shredded. College at 5.3, 5.4. Then I was pulling up pictures. Me and my fiance was like, I wonder where you were when last year when you did Team Universe. And I was just, you know, veins everywhere, veins in my glutes. I'm like, shit. I was probably below five. But also, that's that's genetic though as well. As somebody else might be seven percent yeah. and look the same as I do at four and a half. That I mean, oh, you have yeah, your subcutaneous. Eating? What's that? <laughs> Cheating, yeah, mean? yeah, but yeah. you have your um, 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 internal yeah, fat, uh, subcutaneous fat, yeah, right? Visceral well, fat visceral, is the... visceral is internal, so you wouldn't necessarily see it. So, my visceral, someone might have a higher visceral fat to where right. they're as shredded as me, but they're eight. Yeah. You know, as well, I'm peeled and I'm four, five or five. So that's yeah. where it's kind of hard to like really. Yeah, your body fat's less, but you're not necessarily. You can't see you're more shredded. Yeah, you know. No, but he yeah, just, when you he get likes that low, seeing that number low. That's all. Yeah, it's very reassuring. But and it's funny to fill off topic. I love when people post. Oh, I'm at seven percent body fat. Bullshit. I'm like the fuck you are. <laughs> Bullshit. No way. No way. Bullshit. And it's like you. You can't. Those little machines you hold that doesn't count. Calipers are so easy to mess up. You know when you get down there, people are like, wow, you must be 8% right now. I go, hell no. I'm probably like 12 or 13, easy, like yeah. maybe 14. Just because I have a couple abs doesn't mean I'm 8% body fat. You are always fatter than you think you are, no matter yes. who you are. Yep. Or on the opposite end, if you're a top-end competitor, especially when you get deep, deep into the, uh, the contest prep and you're at your last week, somewhere around there, you think you're a lot um, you're a lot fatter than you are, which is something mm -hmm. that it's another little trick that your mind uh, yeah. or you're a lot um, yeah you think you're a lot fatter than you are. It's a little right. trick that your mind does, but but yeah, it's crazy how the mind how the mind does your taste buds and everything changes. Where I will say like you taste seasonings a lot more on food. I can tell you when I'm dieting and if I have like right after my come off my show. And I'll have like a biscuit for breakfast or something that someone got, or chips. And the first thing I can taste is holy shit, this is loaded with salt right now. Like it's now if I have it, it's like yeah, all right. But after you have a show, I'm like oh my gosh, I feel like I'm just eating eating salt. So it is weird, you know how you get that lean, how your taste buds ramp up. Um, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's. I think it's you know I think it's a great thing. It makes oh, it a lot yeah. easier. To, it makes it easier to stick to a diet because anything tastes good. Anything sugar free, you feel like you're it's heaven, you yeah. know. Um, and I think it it makes it easier to stay to stay lean. It's hard to get there because it's hard to flip that switch and cut out the foods you're eating. Um, and that's where too you have 
controversy of people getting cheat meals. My first coach, when I was shredded out of my mind, I had a cheat meal till two weeks out, three weeks out. During the week, I was doing cardio and I was kind of suffering, but I would have that cheat meal and I would eat so much to where the next, I was like, I was ready to get back to my diet the next day. Like, I just, okay, I had it, boom. Um, but you've got to be suffering to get that, and they get the effects of it. Um, but yeah, it's crazy how when you get that lean, how your mind, you start to, to smell things. Things look like they're going to taste a lot better than they do. Starts playing like protein bars because the package looks like uh, cookie dough. You think it's going to taste like that? It tastes, and then you can have when you can have it, you eat it, and you're like, oh shit, that was not nearly yeah. where I thought it was going to be. You want to become so, a super taster? Go through a bodybuilding prep. Yeah, you know I mean? but uh, let's let's switch gears a little bit because. Uh, but first, I want to I want to kind of give my opinion on the uh, keto, uh, intermittent fasting, flexible dieting, just like you mm -hmm. did. Yep. Um, for dieting keto, if you the the best diet, and I will agree with Stan Efforting on this, the best diet is the one you'll stick with, right? <clears throat> because because consistency and follow through is what g gets people uh, staying perpetually the same body fat year round. Because you'll know these people; they're like, "Oh, well, I gained six pounds this weekend because I ate at <coughs> this event or this church <clears throat> gathering or whatever," and then. You know, they'll lose the six pounds, and then they're like, oh, well, this weekend I had, you know, and then they'll be per perpetually just, they stay the same year-round. Right. Um, I know some of that has to do with training, too, especially if they're gym goers, but we're talking just for, for, for body fat's sake. They stay the same body fat year-round. Um, but keto diet, fine. For me, it personally doesn't work. It's not a lifestyle change that I can make. Now, I have tried the keto diet to the point of being on it for like six months. I did this as an experiment. <clears throat> I did not do this to lose weight. I did it at a maintenance phase. Um, I gained a little bit of size, but at the same time, I did not, like it wasn't, I feel like there would have been more oomph uh, in, in my results. It would have been better and more highlighted results if I was not on keto because my body does not adjust well to keto. My energy mm -hmm. levels is something I always struggle with. It doesn't matter if I'm past the keto flu stage or whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. My body wants carbs. That's what I found out through all of this. I've also yep. tried vegan. Uh, vegan was interesting because I didn't notice a difference. It like wasn't different. The only thing that was different is I uh, felt a little bit lower energy levels, but that could have been from like the B vitamins and all that stuff. But then again, right. I supplement with that stuff. Like we have it in Gaia. We have B mm -hmm. vitamins in Gaia. So it's not, it's not something that, that I feel was too detrimental. It's just fine. Like if you're vegan and you think vegan is the way to go, Joking aside, because I know we talk shit about vegans a lot on this channel. Uh, do you? That's it. But for weight loss, it's probably a good thing. You know, um, you're probably going to get high fiber foods. It's going to make you feel full. And you're not going to eat. You're not going to overeat, right? You're going to poop. You're going to poop a lot. Or you're not going to poop at all because right. there's or, an interesting yeah, thing that have, happens. There's two kinds of people that that deal yeah. with fiber. Either yep. one, it turns into a slip and slide. 
two, or two turns into clay. Fucking, <laughs> yeah, you have clay. too much. You have too much fiber, boy. Whew. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be hurting for a little bit. Uh, you'll also fuck up your GI. Uh, yes, bad. So, yeah. But that aside, intermittent fasting I've tried. Uh, I am the type of person that eats breakfast. I don't give a shit. Like if I want. Here's the thing about intermittent fasting. You can mimic some of the same effects, most of the same effects from intermittent fasting by doing caloric restriction. Right? Autophagy, caloric restriction. Right? Um, increased growth hormone, caloric restriction. Um, I mean, it's, it's if you go through a period of dieting for 12 weeks, what does that sound like? Sounds like a prep. Sounds like right. getting lean for the summer. Right? Right. Right. You get most of all of the same effects that you get from intermittent fasting. The difference is people like Terry Crews, people who are busy, use it as an excuse. Well, actually, use it as a very helpful tool in order to get shit done and then stuff their face. That's it. Yeah. It's not magic. Um, if, if there was a magic solution, diet coaches would be out of business. Right? Yep. If there was a pill you could take, diet coaches would be out of business. If there was somebody that could do it for you, like for example, you ever hurt back? You go to a chiropractor, he presses on your stomach for whatever reason, gets way too familiar with you, lights some candles, rubs your back, it's like, it'll be okay. And then you're done. He can do that stuff for you. You go to the gym. Nobody in there can make you exercise. Nobody in there can make you, prevent you from eating. And I know this is going to piss people off, but this is just me getting this off my chest. Like, I, I'm tired of hearing about this, you know, this diet made me lose. No, well, following it, the you, you yeah. made you lose it. Don't discredit the work you do. Right. You made that happen. Um, anyway, like, it's not a silver bullet. And then flexible dieting. I am going to say something that may make people mad, but I believe flexible dieting at a certain point can be harmful or good at the same time, depending on who you are. So if you're one of these people that is obsessive about absolutely everything, right? And you feel like, I mean, for fuck's sake, I went through it. I went through a form of orthorexia whenever I started uh, losing weight and stuff, which was I had to be super healthy all the time. Right? Yep. I had to be super helpful. If I went to a restaurant, I did not trust the restaurant in order to have the correct caloric content of what was on their menu. So I just didn't go out to eat. I was that guy who ordered water. It's fucking pathetic. If you're one of those people, flexible dieting can be the first step in a cure for you being so anal retentive that you literally go to the restaurant and order tea. Or you right? you just learn when you just learn how to diet and understand that well, if it's sure. off by a little you off by a little bit it's not going to make it's not going to hurt you like but it's all training well, you, wheels it's all training it is wheels. It, it, it is you and know? you learn that by doing like you learn it by doing the flexible dieting learning how to count macros and then you realize okay really it's not that much of a difference if I have three ounces more steak than you know or it's not a big deal if twenty I'm more carbs. today. If right. I had an Oreo today, it's not going to. I had a cookie earlier. You know, you know, um, like for example, still have a 
roadmap. <laughs> but it's it's just one of those things where I think flexible dieting can help those people. Mm-hmm. However, for people that actively seek out excuses in order to not lose weight, right? I'm talking about those very first beginners. I do think there's something that is powerful about having a regimented diet diet plan because maybe it's me watching the 600 pound live show, but people will look for any excuse in order to not follow through and then any way to justify the fact that they didn't lose weight. Oh, no doubt. And if you don't, it's you. So use flexible dieting responsibly. Don't use it as an excuse to eat Pop-Tarts for every meal. Only every other. Because if it fits your macros, start it out with people, coaches specifically saying, you need to eat tilapia and broccoli, and these are the secret foods that need you to get lean. Right? These are the secret foods that you need to eat in order to get lean. You cannot get lean without eating tilapia and broccoli or chicken and rice for every meal. Right? That was at one point a thing. They used to fucking believe that tilapia used to thin your skin. Do you understand this? This used to be a myth in the bodybuilding world. Right? Yep. And even before that, you had doctors telling us that eggs would raise our cholesterol and make us unhealthy, heart attack-ridden people. And that's come back around and it pisses me off. But, um, so flexible dieting was introduced in order to say, hey, there's different ways to skin a cat. Like you can have... Flexible dieting was literally what you were saying, like the first iteration of it. You can have either rice or potato, or you can have, right. you know, a pop tart today because you just have some carbs laying around, right? Especially for people who can't gain weight, because there's another opposite end that seems to have a problem with with orthorexia, or or uh, over obsession with healthy eating, right? Because they believe that if I want to gain muscle, I need to eat just ch- plain chicken breast. Rice been, and been have there. you tried that with the amount of food you eat? It's it's fucking impossible. To so where I'm where it's I'm at done. now, for me to gain weight, it is almost makes me it gives me GI issues trying to get in all the calories I need with how active I am right. to gain to gain weight. Like I have to, I have to drink like I drink two two meals a day because I have to be able to blend shit up and drink it down, like. Right. I can't, getting in, you know, everyone's like, oh, I ate a 1,000 carbs. If you're eating a 1,000 carbs a day of healthy food, day in and day out, good Lord. But, like, for me, yeah, I have to eat kind of junk once a day or so to be able to get in enough calories to gain weight when I, when I truly am pushing to gain weight. And that's where I'll have, like, the intra-workout. I'll have 120 carbs intra-workout with some Pepto-Pro, and a pop tart. That way, I'm drinking more calories while I'm training. Like, you know, it's um, and that's why I kind of go through protein quick when I do bulk, right? Because then, like before bed, I'm not hungry. So what I do, I'll make a shake with protein, exactly. honey, banana, peanut butter, and chug that down with oats, and then I'll go to bed. So yeah. it is. It's very hard to if you are someone where it's hard to gain weight to gain it off eating purely clean. Right. Food all the time because you're, it'll just it's very very hard on your on your gut too, yeah. you know you're always bloated distended. It's just hard to digest that much food. 
Well, also, another thing that I'd like to discuss is the fact that when it comes to weight gain specifically, right? I mean, Ed's written about the fact that he's not a fan of bulking, right? So he's mm-hmm. not a fan of bulking for the general public because the general public probably doesn't need to bulk. They probably need to gain no. pain, right? They need to yeah. do it a maintenance, have the exercise, increase their protein a little bit. You'd be fine, right? Like, that's, right. that's a great outline for everybody who's gen pop, who's not a competitor or whatever. But if you're a competitor and you're afraid of gaining a little bit of body fat, there's something wrong. Also, um, this over, this fear of sugar, for example, using sugar-free syrup instead of regular syrup because they're afraid that their body, for whatever reason, can't, can't deal with the sugar. Right? You're not diabetic. A little sugar is not going to hurt you. Overconsumption, yes, that's where things get dangerous. But if you need to use actual real-life barbecue sauce instead of sugar-free barbecue sauce, you're fine. <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, in that regard, you're thinking about, too, is what's your portion amount? Like, if you look right. on if you look on a barbecue sauce or, or a syrup, I mean, one, a quarter cup of syrup is a shitload of syrup. That's a lot. Like right, you think right, right. but there's probably what? Last time I looked forty five to fifty grams of sugar and fifty carbs per quarter cup of syrup. I mean now that's a lot of one, it's a lot of syrup, but I know people do it. And two, now that that is an abundance of extra sugars. But the barbecue sauce, like right now, I'm not doing I mean I bought it because I just I, tr- I uh, for a minute there when I wasn't training, I was like, well, for these next two weeks, I'll let's see if I can lean down real quick because yeah. I can't lift. So I did it, um, and it was, on, it was on sale. Um, but, like, especially now, like, when I'm dieting hard, then I'll use the sugar-free. But besides right. that, no, I'm like, fuck no. I'm use Sweet Baby Ray all day because – That's my man right there. Unless Sweet Baby I Ray's. Team Sweet like, Baby Ray's. You put – I mean – it's a lot of fucking barbecue sauce you have to use to actually make an impact on your physique. And if you're already trying to bulk, then there's nothing wrong with the extra carbs and fat in there. Will it maybe put on a minute, a, a tiny bit of extra body fat? If you abuse it and use it every single meal and load it up, well, yeah. But at the same time, like you said, if you're trying to bulk, you're, you're not going to be able to bulk and keep a six-pack and veins in your midsection. Very, very few can that's very I'm, rare. I'm kind of curious. Have you ever seen a competitor who's super, super lean go from like shredded veins and abs to their abs completely just gone? Like in in the, in the process of bulking. Oh yeah, that happens. Yeah. Okay. Because if they they think they do the whole dirty bulk all the time, and their metabolism isn't made for it. Like people look at me, how can you eat that and stay lean? Like well, you're five six. I'm six foot four. Right. You take three thousand steps a day. I take fifteen thousand to twenty thousand. I'm expending a lot more energy. I'm also a larger person. It takes more calories for me just to function and move. Therefore, I can get away with eating some junk here and there, and still stay very lean. You know. Right. Um, as where if I were smaller than I am, I could not get away with eating sometimes. Like when I'm bulking, for example, I have a cheat meal a day. Every night. I will have a fight. Like 
I mean, today it was by accident. I couldn't resist it. My fiance, now that we live close to her work, she came home for lunch, and I was coming back from the school working because um, we're off, and she's like, you know, I'm, I'm at cookout. Do you want anything? And I'm like, fuck, I'm hungry. And I was like, well, I just ate uh, steak and rice like an hour and a half ago. And I was like, uh, just, and I'm like, fuck. All right, just give me two cheeseburgers. Everything on it. Lettuce, tomato, onion. I get home. She had a tray. I don't know if you know what cookout is, but she was like, well, it was uh, cheaper just to get the tray and add a burger to it or like a dollar more. So I was like, instead of being like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't eat the fries, the quesadilla, the burgers, I was like, no, I'm going to eat them because I know I need to push the issue and get calories in. Therefore, I can have a cheat meal once or twice a day, mm-hmm. but I can tell you right now, in the summertime is when I actually can truly gain weight. Because in the summer, I'm still active, but I'm not walking nearly as much as I am the other nine months or so when I'm teaching. Because in the summer, I may sit a little more, or the job I have, I just kind of stand in one spot. So for me, the best time to try to bulk is summer because I'm not taking 20,000 steps a day sometimes. You know? Um, So that's where... You know, you have to do what your body needs. But, you know, I have seen people lose their abs because they think that, oh, well, if Skelly's eating a cheat meal a day, I can, for example. That's not always the case. And people think dirty bulk. So instead of one cheat meal a day, if they're actually training pretty hard, they're having two or three. Out of six meals, two or three are are dirty. Or they're on that cheat life. Or they're just cheating all the time, and next thing you know, in two or three weeks, shit, you're at, they're gone. They look like, you're like, wait, you just did it, you just competed? Or you've competed before? It's just, just washed out. Because the amount of water they'll put on and, and, that, and fat in that short amount of time, that time after a show, when you get really shredded, you need to stay shredded for at least another month or so after Right, right. To be able to truly then get your metabolism going to where you can eat more freely. If you just come after a show, and the day after you eat whatever, but if you don't go back to like a, a no carb, no sodium for a couple, just like maybe two or three days, the amount of water and fat you can put on if you binge for a week straight is absurd, and it can cause health issues, your right. lower back. So, yes, people think that, oh, I'm done competing, or I'm, I'm not a shred anymore, I can do whatever I want. And the most important time is that month, the rebound after a show that can allow you down the road to eat more freely and stay lean. Yeah. You know, so that's where people get misconstrued with that. So yeah, and people think rebound is an excuse to, uh, you know, rebound, uh, go all out, uh, go, you know, because, I mean, you know that Denny's right there next, or what is it, Denny's or IHOP right there next to the Arnold? Yeah. Ohio? They're yep. just packed, right? Yeah. Yep. And that is their best week ever uh, throughout the entire year is when the Arnold's there. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, yeah, because you have a bunch of competitors going, uh, I did this once. And it's right. just, it's like a binge fest 24-7. And you see a lot of those guys actually uh, gain a significant amount of weight while they're in there because they're like, oh, well, uh, you know, I have to 
travel, so I'm going to eat bad here and then eat bad there, and then a week's gone by and then their abs are gone. I actually love to diet hard when I'm traveling because it, first of all, like that, that water bloat you get from traveling long distances for whatever reason. I know there's yes. a, there's a word for it. I think it's like a, it's, it's a form of like traveler's edema, right? Especially if you're flying mm. in a plane that's going faster than, you know, whatever you get this water retention. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I think we'll switch gears here though. So that we can get this going, so that we can hopefully get you off here in, in uh, 30 minutes or so. All right? So, what diets do you believe should be dead? You need to build them a coffin right now in your new backyard, put them in there, bury them about 8 to 10 feet under, not 6 feet. No, these things need to die forever. So, what, what, are, we, um, what are we looking at? I think if you look back at some of the old diets, like, the Atkins diet, which was pretty much just no carbs, right? Yeah. The Weight Watchers, that's pretty much counting macros, counting calories. Man, let me tell you something. I can get, I, I mean, can get about, I can get about six thousand calories with the Weight Watcher points that I bank. Yeah, I've actually done the math before. Like, I can actually bank enough points to get six thousand calories in a day. Well, that's I think awesome. those are. The problem, like, those are terrible. Like, the Atkins diet's terrible. Um, God, there was one more I was going to, I remember, I should have wrote this down when we talked about it. Fuck. Um, God, what was it? Another one of those fad diets. There's um, the HCG diet. What? I don't. Are you. Okay. Like, okay, what? I, are you saying what I think you're saying? Like. No, no, no. There used to be this. There used to be this diet, right? It was popularized when Dr. Oz was around and stuff like that. Right, to increase your natural testosterone? No, they used to sell these uh, homeopathic HCG drops, right? I mean, supplements of yesteryear, right? They didn't actually have any HCG in them, but they said that HCG can help you lose weight, and they came with with this diet. It was rather popular back in the day. And what it was is for... I think it was like one to three days or whatever, right? You'd have an apple a day. One apple. Hold up. Don't throw fit yet, okay? One apple a day. This is this is gold. I'm not making this up. Everybody can look this up. It kept the doctor away? I'm just saying. Well, actually got on the show. Right. One apple, okay? I don't even know if he's a real fucking doctor anymore. One wow. apple, Okay. And then you fasted for two days or something like that. And then you went back to your normal eating and you were down 30 pounds. So you fasted. I mean, that's all it is. Listen, don't bring logic into this, okay? The apple has magical properties, okay? Right, right. Right? It's going to put you... It's going to put you... It's got natural sugars and carbs. Yeah, it's all natural. And then these HCG drops that, by the way, were being sold for $94 a bottle... Um, these things were, which is not legal to do No, but that doesn't matter because it was not for human consumption though. Right. It was, it was homeopathic. No, no, no. These were before all that. This was amazing. Okay. And this was right around the time that the grapefruit diet, which another one needs to die, needs to go away and die. One way ticket to acid reflux. Like it was bad. And if you want, yeah. if you want some seriously bad teeth, go ahead and go on the 
grapefruit diet. All that acid just hitting your teeth at once. Eating away Ooh. your... Yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah. I mean, those those are like the more popular ones that people did that invested in. Like the Weight Watchers, you know, if you ate it, you get the points. The points would allow you to eat this or that. Um, all it did was teach people to count calories. And I and it was swear a way to, to make fucking God, if people bring up the fucking Nutrisystem... The new, yep, yep. I will murder somebody. What's the one with the uh, like the juicing diet where you have the pill? You take the pills that has all the nutrients in it, like juicing, and it's like, well, why not just fucking eat broccoli? Why not eat the you know? But it was, you take the pills and it detoxes you. Well, I lost ten pounds because you shit your brains out for a day. Well, that's to be why fair. I lost ten pounds. I mean. Um, but yeah, another the Atkins died, the best when people would do it, then they would come off any normal, and they'd be like, holy shit, I weigh more than when I started. Yeah, because now you're having carbs, and your body's soaking everything up because you're so depleted, and you're you're right back to where you started. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot out there. I think it's just people always, they're looking for some crazy diet that works, and anything can work short term, but like you said, the best diet is going to be the one that you can maintain for that you can maintain yeah. and withstand doing all the time, you know. Now, um, but they're all just money grabbers. Real quickly, I, and I know we're running out of time here, but real quickly, I'd like to go over contest prep because we do not yeah. talk about that enough. Uh, let's go to because there are going to be some people that are listening to this that want to go through contest prep, or uh, what is more, what is better, the better case. Go through a simulated contest prep, like this guy is doing. Go through a simulated prop contest prep so that you can get the leanest you've ever been, hopefully, and show off for like a day and then lose it all in a couple hours. So, um, which is how competitors are. But, um, how, how, when would one start? Would that be 24 weeks, 16 weeks? What are I mean, your the- preps usually like? For me, 12. Shit, I've done a four-week prep before. I went from 270 to 248 just because I say protein and veggies, and I was fine. But it was good because the only reason why I could do it is because I was eating so much to gain weight that I had no problem not eating. I was like, hell yes, I'm tired of food. So break. Right. So I did a a two-week prep, no cardio. Just normal activity, and I did a four week, four more weeks after that, and I won my class in super heavies. Not my best look. I just kind of did it as a study and just for fun. Um, and I, but I got my first win doing it, even though it was only a class of like three or four guys. But um, still, at least I have a class as I won that wasn't just me in the class. Um, yeah. But norm normally um, because I, it's very easy for me to to diet down to get lean. Twelve. 14 tops is what I need. I've never been really fat enough to need more than that. Um, but now, for well, example, like my fiance, she would take maybe she'll probably need maybe 24 weeks. His upper body, she's always lean, jacked, but her legs from being a sprinter are her, are very overpowering. Right. So she gets them lean and they're solid, but to match her upper body, she needs to die longer, especially being a female to really get them toned up more. So she would need, you know, next time a 24-week 
Correct. Right. Well, let's let's go ahead and shoot in the middle and let's kind of go over a 16-weeker because mm-hmm. that's probably what most people have time for uh, when it comes to day-to-day lives, coming up for an event, something like that, you know, like going on a trip or whatever. Um, so at week 16, what does that look like? I mean, you're going to start – you don't want to do – a bunch of cardio right away and cut your calories like crazy. So if you're eating oh, 3,000 calories to start, right. all right, if I were helping somebody, I'll be all right, for the first week here, we're just going to bump it down to 2,800, 2,700, not 500 like, it, you know, just bump it down a few hundred calories. And, you know, let's just go with that. Okay, if you're taking 2,000 steps a day, let's just try for 2,500. Very small changes. And then, and then as you go, okay, you know, all right, we lost three pounds. Okay, keep the same plan. The following week, oh, I lost another pound. Keep the same plan. The third week, I didn't lose anything. Okay, now we make an adjustment. Let's drop it down a little bit here, or we, you know, maybe you're at week 13. Okay, let's take out your carbs, you know, for breakfast, get your blood sugar lower a little bit longer. Let's start putting more of your carbs later in the day, because if you're, you know, when are you most hungry? Okay, let's get some more of your carbs in and around that workout time. And you you ride that out for a couple of weeks that so they've lost, you know, if they're losing weight or their physique's changing. Once you get down to probably, depending on how lean somebody is and how much you have to lose. Now, if somebody comes to you who's overweight, they're going to be doing cardio after the second week of the diet. Right. Maybe just 20 minutes, 15 minutes in the morning, fasted, or after they work out, never before. Um, but when you start getting to that 12 to 14 week mark, um, you're going to be you're going to start doing some extra cardio, depending on your activity level. But um, you know, you just start maybe like 15 minutes in the morning, and maybe like 15 minutes after you lift. Then when you get down to week, you know, let's say it's week 14. All right, week 12. All right, let's go 25 morning, 15 after you lift. Now, week eight, all right, we're going to go 25 and 25. Week six, we're going to go 30, 30, and then the last month you might do 45 and 45 or, you know, 45 and 20 after you work out. It really depends on how you're responding, but you don't want to make a lot of big changes rent being a diet and go from 3,000 calories to 2,000 because now you're stuck. Now you got nothing. you got nothing to pull from as you continue to go in the diet. So you just want to make small changes so you have things you can maneuver to actually get when you start getting stuck, oh, we can change this. All right, then we get more results. Right. You know, you don't want to throw the whole kitchen sink at it right from the beginning. Right. Uh, yeah, and I'd, I'd, I'd have to add to that is um, I know people are always worried about time um, so if you do not have time to do the two day cardio, you can just, uh, fit it in all before either your last meal or before your supper. If you're a fan of eating something before bed, like I am just because it just gives me a good night's sleep. Uh, that's about it. Like I, I have no scientific reason for it. I just like it. Like I, I, I fix the shake with the Kraken and some fresh fruit and some milk and I down that before bed and I'm good. Um, if you're one of those people, you can actually fit car, you can do lifting either in the AM or lunch, and then you can fit your cardio somewhere 
before dinner or a little bit before bed. Although if you're one of those people that stays awake because of exercise, because of endorphins and stuff like that, fit it in the morning. Do fast in the morning. Um, and that should give you somewhat of a similar result if you cannot afford to, you know, devote your time to this. Although if you can watch 30 minute, a 30 minute Netflix show, you can fucking get on the bike and do it. Yep. Oh God. And I think we're going to call this episode, the diet rant because that's what we're doing. Um, but anyway, guys, we do have to get, we have to go here, right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to this YouTube channel. Uh, click the pillow. It doesn't actually do anything, but it will pause the video. And if it's on YouTube and, uh, does that, that does give me joy. So, uh, go ahead and subscribe down below. Like this video if you like this video. Go ahead and comment below. Do all the things you need to do. Uh, let us know what diet you've tried, okay? And what diet you think needs to die. Because there's more that we didn't go over. And and I think that it would be hilarious to see how many people have actually tried the snake diet. <laughs> anyway, we will see you in the next one. Conan, what is best in life? Crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. Too many thoughts on my mind, I can't sleep at night, so I just keep writing. I don't need no help, I don't need opinions, so don't waste my time then. I just been living online, my city don't show me no love and that's fine. Fuck local radio stations, I got more plays than all of these rappers combined. I'm going, I'm going again, I've been going in, I'm fed up with so many things, I gotta just let it all out. I'm talking about the shit they've been talking about, telling me I should do this, telling me I should do that, telling me, telling me things about rap. Talking the truth and then stabbing my back, they will knock me off track, no, no. Too many things have been building, been hard to deal with, I just been drinking. Remember my moves in the past, I'm wondering what was I thinking. Lately I'm living in fear, wondering what if the end is so near All of this shit going on, the shootings are strong One shot to the head and I'm gone, I'm losing control but I can't let it go Cause I'm trying to get more and I've been in a moment I've been in a zone and I'm moving alone I don't pick up the phone when my family call I've been doing it wrong and I don't know what's happening Trying to get what i just been imagining Getting close and i just been examining All of the fake shit the game has been packaging Babylon pleases you, Kram So grant me one request Grant me revenge if you do not listen, then the hell with you. I, I come from a town where most of the people are so close-minded. They go into school and they work in a job, but they don't even like it. I won't be put in a box. Nobody telling me what I should rock. Nobody telling me what I should drop. Cause I do what I want and just know I don't stop. Recording till four in the morning, they snoring. I'm pouring my soul into every story. I'm writing, producing, I mix it, I master, I'm building my craft and I'm not looking back. I've been going doing things I wanna do when I want to. Everybody wanna get away, but they not do. Everybody wanna copy you, but they not you. Everybody wanna be cool, but they not new. Whoa, look how I go. Gonna be a dentist, I still got the flow. Never gonna lose cause I'm still doing both. Never gonna lose cause I've been on the road. Come to your state. And I'm killing the show Know that I'm young and I still gotta grow Know that I'm working the most No, I'm never gonna choke And I'm looking back down on the people below I've been keeping real I've been doing what I feel I've been out here trying to kill Every beat I know I will